1: Can you believe it? Week nine of our nine-part series on love is. Congratulations, you've made it all the way to the final Sabbath, where we uh, conclude this series. And we're going to do something a little bit different today. So just kind of prepare your heart for that. We're going to do something just a little bit different, but I'll talk about that more in a minute. But I know there's some of you who are here. This is your first time joining us and you're like nine part series. What the, is that all about? So let's go ahead. We've been taking a look at what love is as is defined in first Corinthians chapter 13, verses four through seven. I want to invite you to actually read those verses with me. I'm going to put them up on the board behind me so that you can read along. So join me in reading these verses. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful, or proud, or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. I find it, uh, we'll use the word interesting, that our topic last week was, love does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. I want to take a moment and stop and speak to something that's happened in our world this week. Yesterday, yesterday, a jury found Kyle Rittenhouse in Kenosha, Wisconsin, uh, not guilty on all the charges that have been brought against him. And I want to speak to that for just a moment, because there are those of you who are listening online or who may be here in our worship center that say justice was served. This was a just outcome. But I also want to point out that for many in this room, There is a lot of pain and hurt that this verdict has caused. This does not feel like a just verdict when there are two human beings who are dead and a third who has been wounded. And I hope that as we as a whole life family, this week many of us will gather around a Thanksgiving table, some of us with people who view the world different, and yet they're family. And what I hope that we will do today is that we could all agree on this. What happened in Wisconsin does not fit the definition of love. Love found in 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 through 7. It just doesn't. And what I also hope that we could agree on is this, that as a family, we will never let our differences of opinion create ruptures in our relationship with each other, but that we will commit to listening to one another and loving one another. I also want you to know that this church is committed, remains committed, remains committed to fighting for equality and justice in the world that we inhabit, because I believe that's God's call on all of our lives. So today I want you to know that if your heart is hurting and you need to talk to somebody, I'm going to be in my office between first service and second service when Sabbath school is happening. And you're more than welcome to come up and share your heart with me. I'd be happy to pray with you, talk with you, hear you if you need somebody to talk to, all right? I want to, to talk about something that, that's important here. This last verse, love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, And endures through every circumstance. This is the final bit of our series. It's easy to give up, isn't it? When we have somebody that we disagree with very much, as will happen at Thanksgiving in thousands, if not millions of homes around the United States this year, there will be people that are going to violently disagree with each other on vaccines, on the outcome of the Rittenhouse verdict, And it is easy to give up and say it's just not worth it to have a relationship. But my Bible tells me that love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. You see, true love moves to a plane that is far above feelings and emotions. I'm going to say it again true love moves to a plane that is far above feelings and emotions. Love is a conscious decision to keep faith with the faithless, to be hopeful in the face of the impossible, to endure through the trials and tribulations that are inevitable in any true love story. Did you hear me? Keeping faith with the faithless, hoping in the face of the impossible, enduring through trials that would break anything other than true love. That's what it means to be a Christian. That's what it means to be a follower of Christ. That's what it means to be made in the image Of God. Normally, I preach a little bit longer, but today I want to hear from you. I believe that we live in a society that moves too quickly. I give a series of sermons. You take in what you take in. We move on to the next series and we keep moving on. But today I want to take a moment and ask you to reflect, to think, to apply. I hope that you'll do it beyond the service that we're in right now. But if not, I want to make sure I provide you the time here to be able to do it. And so what's going to happen is I am going to ask three questions of you today. Uh, If you are at home, if you are at home viewing this, you can interact with the online community to answer these questions. Or you may want to just reflect in your own mind and write down your own thoughts and then later on maybe put it into the chat. And Atara is going to be representing the online community for us here today. For those in the worship center, I want when we ask these questions, you can talk to them with the people around you if you're comfortable doing that. If you're not, there are little pieces of paper on your on your chair that you can write down the answers that you're coming up with these reflection questions on. Or if you have a digital device, you certainly can write on that digital device the answers that you're coming up with. We're going to give you about two minutes for each question to kind of reflect on that. And then what we're going to do is we're going to give you time to share with your family the answers that you've come up with. So we'll ask you to raise your hand and and kind of move out to the side of the aisle so that people with microphones can come. Don't try to take the microphone away from them. I've told them they have to hang on to that microphone because we're going to have about five minutes total for each one of these questions to talk about it, and they have to hold on to it so they can take it away if you start filibustering my five minutes. All right? I say that before anything happens, right? So we're all good, right? Okay. Okay. We ready to go to that first question? Let's do it. The first reflection question is this. Oh, and by the way, I did forget one thing. You'll see there are tables here at the front. They have art supplies on them. Some of you are, are creatives. You don't really want to talk, but you love making things with your hands. So if you think you could make something with your hands that would better answer this question or any of the questions, just come up and grab some supplies, make something, take it back, and make sure you show it to me or us later on because I want to see what you came up with or take a picture and put it on social media. But there's art for those who uh, to like to use art to express themselves. So this first question, which aspect of love found in 1 Corinthians 13 verses 4 through 7 do you find most challenging? Which aspect comes most naturally? We're going to go ahead and put two minutes on the clock. Take a look at 1 Corinthians 13 verses 4 through 7 and and think about it. What comes most naturally to you when it comes to loving? What aspect is the hardest for you? Two minutes, and we're going to discuss it together. All right, we've given you about two minutes. So we want to go ahead and have you be a part of the conversation. This is your chance to actually speak. So if you'd like to share what you find most challenging or what comes most naturally to you. Atara and I were having a Q&A of our own up here (laughs) about which one is hardest for us. And uh, I said, I think not being irritable is probably one of the hardest ones for me. Um, They're all hard. (laughs) Um, But not being irritable can be a pretty difficult one for me and probably not demanding my own way. I tend to be pretty sure I have a good opinion on things.
2: Your wife is agreeing. I'm just kidding. kidding. So what about you, Atara? You know, right at the beginning, um, patience and kind. And? That and kind. So being patient, I I remember I um, asked God to give me patience. And then, as you're probably familiar, he tested my patience to, you know, get it strong. But, yeah, that one was a challenge. Um, Yeah, a good amount of them. And then, um, yeah, yeah okay that's the one that stuck with me so is anybody in here
1: raise your hand if you want to share a little bit about what you've found challenging or what you uh what comes naturally and maybe share a little bit of why if you're if you're welcome to do that we've got people with microphones just raise your hand high maybe if you're uh in the middle of the row if you can kind of move towards the edge that would be great um but be brave and and take a moment to speak in front of everybody if you're okay with that Natara's is watching the online comments and so yeah. is some of those are do we have any of those coming in
2: we do. I don't know if you've ever heard of a Stanley. I've yeah, heard the of name that he's guy.
1: I've heard no, of that I'm guy. Gonna... <laughs> I mean, he's becoming more and more of a distant memory to me. But...
2: <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> uh, most difficult, enduring. It's really hard to keep going when you see that someone will always be the same.
1: Ooh, that is yeah. hard, isn't it? Yeah.
2: Yeah, especially when you see that it's like habits, like they're it's the same. You that's know, good.
1: It's to, to continue. Uh, the light's shine my eyes, so I can't see who's back there with Tammy, but go ahead.
2: Hi, um, my name is Rebecca, and what comes easiest for me, I think, is never giving up. I always continually give people second chances, but at a certain point, the hardest part for me is never forgetting a wrong. I have a hard time forgiving, mm-hmm. so <laughs> that's the biggest, too, for me.
1: Well, wow. Thank you so much for being transparent. I think that's so important. We're, you know, one of the most important things as a family is to be able to be you and be honest about who you are. And, uh, and so thank you for being courageous and being willing to, to share that. I appreciate it. Anybody else want to share? I see, uh, I think I see somebody standing up
3: right now. Hey, I too have a hard time letting go of wrongs i will wait in the grass to get even (laughs) you know and that's that is the biggest challenge i've had in my life is and and i it 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 became an issue with certainly at home uh with my spouse with my professional career other things it is one of the things that i struggle with on a regular basis someone shared with me one time a silly little saying that i it never dawned on me you know um Remembering someone else's wrongs is like drinking poison yourself and expecting someone else to die. And I have stewed on that to just say, okay, that really is, that that has helped me get a little clarity on it, to be honest with you, uh, and start working past some of the things. But I have to work past them. I literally have to sit down and say, okay, seriously, three days later, why am I still doing this? Yeah. Uh, and that's just me. So.
1: Oh, thank you for sharing that. Again, one of the reasons why I love doing this sort of thing is that if we stop and really think about these things, remember what I said before: if you can name it, you can tame it. And in any twelve-step uh, program, the first uh, the first step is acceptance. It's admitting I've got this issue. So, thank you for all of you. And I, I see uh, we have somebody back here. Oh, Dale
0: took the. I'm supposed to take. Dale. Um. My name is Dale, and for me, I think that the most challenging um, thing is the keeping records of mm-hmm. wrongdoings. Like, I can remember what you did to me in 1972 at oh. 10 a.m. <laughs> Eastern Standard Time. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so I, I pray a lot about that. For me, the aspect that comes most naturally is rejoicing in truth. Uh, I'm
1: all about that. I love it. Nice. Love it. Well, let's go ahead, and we're actually going to move on to our second question. Oh, I guess I'll take one more. So I got one more. Yeah. Um,
2: for me, one of the hardest ones is being envious or boastful. But because of the series, I learned more about it being my own insecurity. So I've been able to work on that.
1: Awesome. Wow. Thank
2: you for sharing that.
1: Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much. Let's go ahead and move on to our second question. And again, I, don't, I want to remind you that we have uh, the the art tables and maybe after the service over, you want to come down and do the art. Maybe you're not. You feel a little shy to come in front of everybody right now. But I'd love to see some art being made. So um, I love creatives, and uh, we want to include creatives here today. So don't forget those are there. Second question, what's your biggest takeaway from the Love Is series? So what's your biggest takeaway over the last nine weeks? What's your biggest takeaway? So let's go ahead and put two minutes on the clock. And I uh, let you ponder that together as a group or on your own. And at home, you can talk with the people that you may be watching with, or you can talk with the, the online community and discuss this out. What's your biggest takeaway? So I'd like to hear, what are, what's your biggest takeaway from this series? What have you walked away from if you want, with, that you've thought, man, this is, this is something I've learned, something I've been challenged by? What's your biggest takeaway? Raise your hand if you're, uh, if you're willing to say something. And uh, w- somebody with a microphone is going to come to you. And so it looks like, uh, Tammy, you've got somebody there. Hey, my name is Alex.
4: Um, other than, I guess my biggest takeaway, other than seeing how Stanley's becoming more distant, is um, <laughs> the Tammy. fact that, man, we're so flawed, right? It's like you just showed us, you know, you took away um, the cover from the mirror, and now it's like, yeah, there's a lot of things that we need to work. Oh. And... Um, I'm thankful that you took the time to actually, you know, share with us so that we can be more aware of what we need to work on. Thank you.
1: Thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, online. That's, that's funny. You said almost exactly when, what Atar and I were talking away about. I said that was the same. I was like, man, I went through this series and I was like, I thought I was doing okay, but right. Right. <laughs> not so much. All right. Who, we've got somebody back here.
4: I think my biggest takeaway is that even though this verse is about love, it still applies to God. God is patient, God is kind, Amen. He's not boastful, and God is not envious, keeps record of wrongdoing it, Amen. still ties into God even though it's about love.
1: Oh, I love it. Isn't it amazing that, 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 that a God that's perfect love still loves me who's so right. imperfect? Right. I love it. I think it's interesting that um,
4: this goes along with our Sabbath school class when we're looking at the letters of Paul. Being a letter from Paul, but it's all about love. I wonder if that's the whole purpose, or maybe not the whole purpose, but one of the biggest purposes for why Christ came. I know it has to do with our salvation, and I know it has to do with other things, but didn't he just come to show us how to love?
1: Uh, I love it. <laughs> awesome. Atara, do we have you by weighing in online?
2: Yes, uh, we have Trifina. I'm saying that correctly. Trafina says, Our family really loved the series. It made us look at ourselves, and now we are trying harder to love. Also, um, we have Corbin. Hi, Corbin. Says, Love is hard. (laughs) Uh, Patience. We got patience there. Um, Our family really loved the series. It made us really look at love. Yeah, so. Awesome. Positiveness. Yeah. Big takeaway is we have another one. My biggest takeaway is not even begin to doesn't even begin to surface and shows love as I should and have lot and have a lot of it work to do. But with God, all things are possible.
1: Amen. Amen.
2: I'm Zoe.
0: My biggest takeaway from the Love Is series is probably love is not irritable because I get annoyed pretty easily. <laughs> So that's really helped me to, you know, not get too irritated at the little
1: things in life. Oh, I love it. What a great takeaway. Yeah.
2: I'm going to take the opportunity to me, be the one to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, the one about keeping records. Uh, I, one of the most profound series of your talks was about God not keeping records of wrongdoing. I am going to be honest. I'm still struggling with that. Mm. You know, the whole judgment thing and the, uh, you know, uh, the books that are being kept and all of that. I mean, I know what you said and I get it. But in a internal manner, you, know, interna- you know, internalizing that truth that God really doesn't keep records of wrongdoing is still one that I'm struggling with.
1: Mm. Yeah. I love it. Keep the struggle going. There's nothing wrong with struggling. You know,
2: Pastor, can I also identify the Sunny and um, Dell that was saying that too? Because, yeah, I'll, I'll keep a record, and I may not remember it. Like, I'll have screenshots, though, or the, <laughs> or the receipts. Let's compare some books. To, no, I'm
1: Well, <laughs> it's that, like you save it, you close down the computer, put it away, but you you know, want to be able to pull it back up sure if you need it, right? Yeah. Well, look at this. Yeah, you know? absolutely. <laughs> so, but
2: it's exciting to know that that's not how God treats me because the, the yeah. receipts that he must have on me, but my name is <laughs> in the right book, amen?
1: <laughs> amen. Let's take a look at our final question, question number three. Our final question is, how do you or could you love the people in your circles of influence into a lifelong friendship with God? So what, see what I'm doing there? I'm taking our mission statement and I'm asking you to apply 1 Corinthians 13, verses four through seven, because here at Whole Life, we love people into a lifelong friendship with God. So what I'm asking you is based on first Corinthians 13 verses four through seven, how do you, or could you love the people in your circles of influence into a lifelong friendship with God? Go ahead and take about two minutes now to think about that, to talk with each other about that. If you're online, talk to that online community or go ahead and just reflect quietly on your own and uh, let us know. It's time for us to go ahead and come back and have a conversation and, uh, Tara and I had a fun time having a conversation with my wife, Rochelle, who came up here and had some (laughs) reflection thoughts for us on that, and so uh, some good stuff there. So uh, what do you think? How do you or could you love the people in your circles of influence into a lifelong friendship with God? So if you have a thought on that, go ahead and raise your hand, and uh, the folks with microphones here in our worship center would be happy to come to you. Uh, If you're online, go ahead and be sure to put those into the the comment section so that we can read them. Tara is going to represent you well. Uh just go ahead and put those in, but uh, this one may be a little bit harder, right? We kind of get the, the takeaway of uh, what the big takeaway was, but how can you apply it? How can you actually say this is what love looks like in relationship to whole life's mission of loving people into a lifelong friendship with God? So if you have a no thought,
2: onliner. raise your hand. Jeff, I- not Stanley, said, which is Stanley. <laughs> Uh, biggest takeaway um, for Peter's discussion, the world would be a greater place if everyone actually loved each other the way that these verses explained it. Thank you. Definitely not Stanley. Stanley. Definitely. <laughs> I'm going to pull a Sonny over here. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think what was said earlier about Jesus coming simply to show love. I think if we simply show love, that is the natural course is to just love people and to... A
1: relationship yeah. We got one over here?
3: I'm a bit more of a granular guy. His love is not boastful. I, uh, I apply that at times to my faith mm. in the sense that I don't need to boast about what I don't know. Mm. I don't know the answers to all the spiritual questions or the spiritual situations, or how God is going to apply it. I don't know. I have a limited understanding. I have an understanding from my pair of glasses, which, by the way, every year has to get corrected. So I I need to, you know, from a very real perspective, I got to be not boastful about that. I don't know. It's not to say that I don't believe that there's truth, and I don't believe that I have an understanding of that truth, but I don't know what God is going, how God will view that someday. And so I need to, I need, for me, loving a person into a lifelong friendship with God is I need to be careful about how I approach them with what I believe to be truth, eternal truth. Mm. Love it. Oh, that's really good. Amen. We have one over here.
4: Hello, my name's Noel. Um, I think honestly being able to understand and share with them that they share the same struggles we do, like mm. all the topics that you shared in this love series, it's not just me struggling with it, it's not just you struggling with it. We all struggle with it. Yeah. And I think also being able to understand that love is effort, love is hard. Yeah. yeah. We think sometimes like, oh, I love you. And we throw around the word so easily because we think it comes easy. Right. But it takes the effort, it takes yeah. the time. So just being able to understand that. We all share the same struggles we all put in, in the same effort.
1: So. Love it. Thank you so much. That was great. Yes.
4: So in my circles of influence, um, first thing I try to do is be an example. So we're a, we should be a reflection of Christ. and Although it be imperfect, we should live the values of Corinthians. Don't be boastful don't anger, uh, be patient, be kind, all that. And then um, talk about your blessings at work. Don't say, oh, you know, I'm really lucky. I have a great wife and a great house. You know, I'm, I'm blessed mm. with a great wife and a great house and, and great friends. Um, and, and then look for openings when people talk or they may say, hey, you, you know, you, you talk about your faith sometimes, you know, and, you know, that's just a gentle opening where you might say, yeah, you know, I I just, I'm very fulfilled in my life and Christianity and, you know, this is how we worship and, 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 you know, look for openings to further that conversation when, when they happen, you know, don't be forceful, but just look for openings and, and above all, be, be the great example. Awesome. Anything from online?
2: Yeah, we have from Corbin, a little shout out to Krizia, do what Krizia does helping you. <laughs> and then Trofina from Zoe. Hi Zoe. It's challenging because of the pandemic, but to go out and I think same kind of like witness. Um, just be an example.
1: Awesome.
2: Yeah. I I love the church. Thank you. Been Amen. here since 2000. 2000. Wow. Anyway, about love and and this circle to influence a lifelong time friendship with God. My husband and I are self-made cooks, and when we cook for each other, we're a little careless. But we make sure that we cook real good for the people around us. Amen. We invite them, and we bring some food to the church, and we love the smiles that we get, and it's just wonderful. Love you guys. Yes, and I have been blessed to have some of
1: Auntie's food, so
2: thank
1: you. I love it. We have one more right here.
2: So sometimes I think when we want to say we want to love people into a lifelong relationship with God, we're so quick to be like, okay, so Jesus loves you when they might not come from a background or if they've heard that enough. And we have to really think of it as building that relationship with the person first. And what a relationship takes is going both ways, which sometimes I think we look at that person and say, I want to help them. I want to help them. And we're only thinking about it in terms of them. But you need to make sure that you might be breaking down a wall. You have yourself so that you can open up and listen to what they're saying so that you're able to relate to them and better help them.
1: Awesome. What a great way for us to to wrap this section up. Thank you, Atara, for representing our online community. And uh, we're going to go ahead and do something in closing. We're going to go ahead and uh, do what we've done several times. We're going to go ahead and read these words. I'm sorry. No. Um, So we're going to say, we're going to do this. Uh, We're going to say these words together. God is patient and kind. God is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. God does not demand their own way. God is not irritable, and God keeps no record of being wronged. God does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. God never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Now what I want you to do is put your name in. The Bible tells me in the book of Genesis that we are created in God's image, And it's not just talking about how we look. It's talking about who we are, the inside. And what happened is that when sin happened, we chose to go different, to have a different image. And the question today is, do you want God to restore his image in you so that, and I want you to put your name in here, so say it with me. Ken is patient and kind. Ken is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. Ken does not demand his own way. Ken is not irritable, and Ken keeps no record of being wronged. Ken does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Ken never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. I recognize that's very aspirational, because if you read that, you said, that is not me. That's exactly the way I read it too. But I join Paul in saying, I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things, that I've already reached perfection, but I press on to possess the perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. You see, it's not me doing this work. I'll never be that. I can work as hard as I want at being loving and I will always come back to being irritable. But as I turn my life over to Christ's transformational power, Christ changes me little by little in the way that he chooses to transform me until I become what he wants me to be. And I'm certain that God, who began the good work within you and I, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Yeah, we aren't love is. But that's what we aspire to at Whole Life. If you want to join me in committing, I'm going to ask for a different kind of altar call, if you will. I want you to be brave. And I want you to take a picture of yourself out at our selfie station or maybe with a piece of art that you've created. And I want you just to, if you want to put one of your takeaways from the Love Is series with that picture on your social media, that's fine. If you don't want to put anything But you just want to put the picture up because you're saying, I'm committing. I'm not love is, but that's what I want. Put that picture on your social media and just put the hashtag, this is whole life. And the other hashtag, I am whole life. Because this is who we aspire to be at whole life. And if you want to join me, put that on your social media. If you don't have social media, just go up to somebody that you care about and tell them. Hey, I've been challenged. I want to be, love
0: is, in the world, and I'm committing to it. Hi, this is Randy McGray, podcast producer and host here at Whole Life Church. Loving people into a lifelong friendship with God is our mission at the Whole Life Church, and our podcasts, Speaking of Grace, and its companion, 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff, are designed to help facilitate conversations that help us grow together in that pursuit. Now that you've heard the message for this week, don't forget to check out the Whole Life Takeaways for this message. Swipe up in today's show notes and join the conversation. Speaking of conversations, each Wednesday morning we take a closer look at the week's message. That's right, the one you just listened to. We discuss practical ways to apply spiritual lessons and ask honest questions about the issues we face as Christians, all focused through the lens of grace. Your voice is a welcomed addition to that conversation. We encourage your thoughts and your questions by sending a voicemail or text to 407-965-1607 or send an email to podcast at wholelife.church. You can find everything podcast-related on our website, wholelife.church slash podcast. And plan on spending every Tuesday evening and Wednesday morning with us as we bring you the Whole Life Church inspiration you love straight into your headphones. Thanks for listening and have a great week.